Hello, this is Steve Durr. Today we're going to read from Acts chapter 5, starting at verse 17 and going all the way to verse 42. It's a great story, so stick with me. Uh, in this story, um, these followers of Jesus, this movement of Jesus followers, was attracting many new people. Thanks to the power of the Holy Spirit, there were miracles, there were healings, people were joining their movement in droves, and this gave the religious leaders a big headache. They wanted to put a stop to this Jesus movement. And so let's read what happened. The high priest and his officials, who were Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But an angel of the Lord came at night, opened the gates of the jail, and brought them out. And then he told them, go to the temple and give the people this message of life. And so at daybreak, the apostles entered the temple, as they were told, and immediately began teaching. When the high priest and his officials arrived, they convened the high council, the full assembly of the elders of Israel. Then they sent for the apostles to be brought from the jail for trial. But when the temple guards went to the jail, the men were gone. And so they returned to the council and reported, the jail was securely locked with the guards standing outside, but when we opened the gates, no one was there. And when the captain of the temple guard and the leading priest heard this, they were perplexed, wondering where it would all end. And then someone arrived with startling news. The men you put in jail are standing in the temple teaching the people. And the captain went with his temple guards and arrested the apostles, but without violence, for they were afraid the people would stone them. Then they brought the apostles before the high council, where the high priest confronted them. We gave you strict orders never again to teach in this man's name, he said. Instead, you have filled all Jerusalem with your teaching about him, and you want to make us responsible for his death. But Peter and the apostles replied, We must obey God rather than any human authority. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead after you killed him by hanging him on a cross. Then God put him in the place of honor at his right hand as prince and savior. He did this so the people of Israel would repent of their sins and be forgiven. We are witnesses of these things. And so is the Holy Spirit who is given by God to those who obey him. And when they heard this, the high council was furious and decided to kill them. But one member, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, who was an expert in religious law and respected by all the people, stood up and ordered that the men be sent outside the council chamber for a while. Then he said to his colleagues, Men of Israel, take care what you're planning to do to these men. Some time ago, there was that fellow, Thaddeus, who pretended to be someone great. About 400 others joined him, but he was killed, and all his followers went their various ways. The whole movement came to nothing. After him, at that time of the census, there was Judas of Galilee. He got people to follow him, but he was killed too, and all his followers were scattered. So my advice is, leave these men alone. Let them go. If they are planning and doing these things merely on their own, it will soon be overthrown. But if it is from God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You may even find yourselves fighting against God. The others accepted his advice. They called in the apostles and had them flogged. 
And then they ordered them never again to speak in the name of Jesus. And they let them go. The apostles left the high council rejoicing that God had counted them worthy to suffer disgrace for the name of Jesus. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they continued to teach and preach this message. Jesus is the Messiah. I love this story. I mean, it's an in-your-face, bold story. These followers of Jesus had been praying that God would fill them with boldness, and God has through the power of his Spirit. This growing Jesus movement was becoming a threat to the power, to the status, to the influence of the well-connected religious leaders. They had put Jesus to death. And now his followers are proclaiming he's alive and their movement, this Jesus movement, is spreading. And so this growing group of Jesus followers has to be put down. The religious leaders um, had already warned, had commanded the leaders of the Jesus movement to stop proclaiming Jesus, to stop doing miracles in his name. But these followers of Jesus can't stop proclaiming Jesus. They can't stop talking about him. So the religious elite have the leaders of the Jesus movement arrested and placed in jail. And here's the part I like. An angel shows up and breaks them out of jail. <laughs> now, if I'm these you know, leaders of the Jesus movement and I've just gotten broken out of jail, um, I'm going into hiding, right? I'm keeping a low profile. I'm going underground for a while. Um, I'm changing my hair color. I'm shaving my beard if I could grow one. I'm on the run. You know what I mean? I'm on the run. Um, but the angel passes along a message from God. Here's the, here's the message. Go to the temple and give the people the message of life. <laughs> I'm breaking out of jail so you can go back to the temple and proclaim Jesus. What? The temple is the most public place in the city. Why would you go there if you just got out of jail? <laughs> The temple is the place controlled by the people who had arrested them in the first place. They're bound to be arrested again. But it's not about playing it safe, is it, following Jesus? The followers of Jesus go right to the temple and promptly begin to proclaim Jesus. Imagine then the shock on the faces of the religious leaders when they hear that these followers of Jesus were out of jail. And even worse, they're back in the temple telling people about Jesus. And so what do they do? They go and arrest them again. The religious leaders warn them again, and they become so angry with their response that they want to kill these followers of Jesus, these leaders of the Jesus movement. Thankfully, a wise religious leader named Gamaliel gives some perspective you know, encouraging the religious rulers to let the whole thing die down. Because if God's behind these Jesus people, uh, they wouldn't be able to stop them anyways. But if God isn't behind them, this movement, like all the others before it, will be squashed. And so the followers of Jesus are beaten and released. And it says, every day in the temple and from house to house, they continued to teach and preach this message, Jesus is the Messiah. These followers of Jesus relentlessly, continuously, faithfully, passionately proclaimed Jesus. They couldn't stop 
talking about Jesus. <laughs> Not only with their way of living were they proclaiming Jesus, with their generosity, with the miracles, with the healings, it was not only with their way of living that they proclaimed Jesus, it was also with their words. They announced Jesus with their words. They could not stop talking about Jesus. They could not stop talking about what God had done through him in their lives. They had good news to share. And they told about Jesus and his invitation to life. There was a time when I was younger as a follower of Jesus as a young man, in which there was a lot of expectation on followers of Jesus to be witnesses. Maybe you've heard that word before, to do something called evangelism, to tell people about Jesus and to share your story with God, with other people. But there was a time then with all this kind of uh, encouragement to witness, to tell people about Jesus, that people began to realize that often these efforts of going up to a stranger and sharing Jesus were often disconnected from a relationship with that person and that people needed to see the Jesus life, not just hear about it, but see it, to see a life changed by Jesus. And so followers of Jesus began to be encouraged to live out the good news, to show the way of Jesus. And so there was a renewed focus on living in Jesus' ways in front of other people, that they could see the message in our lives, but not necessarily proclaim Jesus with our words. But here's the deal. This story reveals that both are needed. We're called by God to do both, to genuinely, authentically live out the ways of Jesus with people around us, people who are intrigued and interested in the life of Jesus and those who aren't, just to live out the ways of Jesus. After all, if you are a Jesus follower, that's what we're called to do, right? Do the things of Jesus in the way of Jesus, to say the words of Jesus, to make him our pattern for life. And so we're to live out the ways of Jesus, but this should lead, as the story of Acts is revealed so far, this should lead to opportunities to speak up and to lovingly proclaim Jesus with our words. Proclaim him with our ways of living, proclaim him with our words. And so the challenge, though, for us today is to listen to God, to recognize the moments in which God is inviting us to go and to speak the words of life. Who in your life may need to hear the good news of Jesus today? Who needs that encouragement? I think for me, what I've started to do is just say, God, would you give me an opportunity today as I seek to live out the way of Jesus? Would you give me an opportunity to share with my words the good news of Jesus? I know that can be a fearful thing for many of us. But these followers of Jesus were able to do it boldly. Why? Because they prayed that God would give them the strength and the courage and God gave them his Holy Spirit, the same spirit that lives in us. And so what is God inviting you today to participate in, to do? What is, how is he speaking to you? And then what will be your response? Let us pray. God, today we pray that you would 
continue to change us and morph us and transform us more and more into your image, that we would live out the ways of Jesus. And so, Holy Spirit, change us. May people see in us in increasing measures love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and self-control. May people see you in us. And then, God, would you reveal to us the moments and would you give us the words and the courage to speak up and to tell the good news of who you are and what you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a wonderful day.